Hi, everyone, and welcome to Let's Grow Through It. This is a podcast where we talk about different ways to grow through what you're going through. And very specifically, our stories are two women who were cheated on and then got divorced. And so growing through betrayal, trauma, and divorce. Now, normally, Tessa would be here with me, but for those who are new here, Tessa is very pregnant. She is nine months. She is 41 weeks. She is on the verge of having a baby any day now, but no baby yet. Today is February 17th when I'm recording this, and he has still decided to not make his entrance into the world and so we're just patiently waiting oh by the way i'm Kristen. i don't think i introduced myself so i was trying to do the intro a little differently because i feel like i always say the same thing but anyway today i am solo and for the next probably couple of weeks slash months i'm going to be solo on the podcast and i am toying around with the idea of having guests on the podcast i specifically want to look for people who have positive stories of how they overcame something that was just very hard maybe divorce betrayal maybe something completely different, I don't know, and how they grew through it and people who are in a much healthier place now than what they were before, just so that we can always do our best to have the message here be an encouraging and inspiring and uplifting one and not one that's going to make you feel more hopelessness. That is the goal of the podcast. So today I want to talk about something that I hope I can explain this correctly in a way that the dots connect for you while you're listening because this is something that I'm still kind of connecting the dots in my own head about but that I have connected a lot of dots recently and it's just really helped me deal with some things. Um, I'm going to give you a real life example where this happened in the last week and it was just awesome. But basically what I'm probably going to title this episode is going to be either past you and present you are not the same person or don't let past you mess up present you. Something like that. I don't know. I'm going to toy around with it. But the idea is that there are different versions of you. There's past you, there's present you, and then there's future you. And all three versions of you exist at the same time, but also the only one that really truly matters is present you. The reason why I wanted to do this episode is because something happened and a version of past me got triggered. And then I was like, I'm not that person anymore. And I'm present me and present me doesn't actually care about this. So how can I work through this in a loving, compassionate way for all versions of me? Anyway, so basically it's like, does present you really care about X, Y, and Z? Or is it a past version of you that's getting triggered right now? So this is kind of a question that I've been posing to myself whenever things come up for me that trigger me. And I'm like, wait, am I as present version of me actually triggered by this? Or is this something from my past version that's getting triggered? And how can I work through this? Let me start by saying, The person you were in the past and the person you are now are both a part of you. The person you are today would not exist without the person you were in the past, which is why when past you shows up triggered in the present, it's important that this current version of you shows up for the past version of you with compassion, kindness, and love while redirecting to how you want to be in the present moment. There's three versions of you. There's past you, there's present you, and there's future you, but they're all really the same person and they're all working together to grow and become better. Uh, hopefully, that's what we 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about these three versions. So there's past you, and this is the version of you that you cannot change. You can only remember this version. You can only revisit this version. You can only have flashbacks and memories of varying degrees with varying vividness, you know, and as time goes on, certain past versions of yourself you might completely forget, while other, like, moments from the past are very vivid still and those are usually more traumatic ones you know there are a few versions of my former self that show up in my present from time to time and most of the time when they show up it can really feel like they're trying to mess up my present for me so this would be like my inner child my inner teenager my inner young adult and most recently the version of me that was a wife and specifically the version of me that was a wife that felt mistreated and abandoned present you this one is happening right now but it's also the most fleeting version of you this the present only exists for a split second and then it becomes the past again so that is why it's so important to just really truly try your hardest to live fully in the present moment because it is so precious it is the most precious version of yourself and then there's future you and future you is the one that you're becoming and it is the one that you have the power to create and you can use the previous two versions present you and the past you to work towards creating the best possible future you there's always these three versions of you and they always exist and they cannot exist without each other we're going to be focusing the most on past you past versions of you past versions of yourself that now you are allowing to come into your present moment and mess it up in one way or another that's kind of what i'm mess it up or take you out of the present and put you back in the past so these epiphanies that i've been having lately and that is where i'm going to focus it's only after the present has occurred that it becomes the past. So it's it's no longer the present. Instead, it's a memory or a lesson from the past. That basically means that there's no point of getting caught up in the past. It already happened. You can't change it. The best thing that you can do, and I said this on the last podcast episode, is just accept it. Accept reality. The degree to which you will suffer is the degree to which you refuse to accept reality. So accept reality and then take inventory of your present reality and decide how you want to make it a peaceful reality for you. I can guarantee you that constantly going back and reliving in the past and recreating the past is not going to make your present a peaceful reality. Okay, so now that I set that sort of outline, which I hope made sense, makes sense in my head. And then when I try to share it out loud, I don't know if I'm expressing it correctly. I hope that some of that resonated with you and you know that we are talking about past you and not allowing past you to mess up present and future you. But also, I want to talk about loving those past versions of yourself instead of regretting them or resenting them or even worse, trying to kill them and pretend like they didn't even exist, you know? And I'm going to share some stories now that have happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Might be relatable or might be something that could potentially be relatable to you in the future. If you are a person who has gone through betrayal in your marriage and now you are divorced and potentially your ex-partner is in a relationship with the person that they cheated on you with. That is very much my reality. 
That is how things have played out in my reality. I I spent the first year after the betrayal really trying to work through the the cheating husband, getting cheated on, and becoming a co-parent with the person that I spent a felt like a lifetime loving and building a life with and now all of a sudden that person is like dead to me essentially and they're just this co-parent and a person who I or who I had looked at my perception is starting to shift a little bit but honestly just as one of the biggest disappointments in my entire life like that's what I think of when I look at when I think about my ex-husband just like what a disappointment that was that this is how it played out but it is how it played out and so I just have to accept it there's no changing it It is what it is. He is who he is. And I have to accept that. And I've gotten to be at peace with that. And I've gotten to a really good place. And we are actually, as co-parents, really great. You know, we we co-parent really well despite our very messy past. I think we both kind of just tried to leave the past out of it and come together as co-parents for our daughters and leave the personal out of it and come together as co-parents for our daughters our daughters, our daughter, we only have one daughter. And that has been really um, helpful in creating peace in our co-parenting relationship. So very recently, um, I would say last Friday, so a week ago, my ex and I, um, we had a co-parenting meeting last Friday. And it went really well. We met in person. We just, the point of the meeting was to get on the same page for the year and to try to figure out if we're being consistent, as consistent as possible in both homes without trying to control how the other one parents. And after going through all the things, you know, I had like, I I came in, I've said this on my co-parenting episode, that if you cannot take the personal out of it, if you cannot get there in your co-parenting relationship the second best tactic you can take is to treat your co-parenting relationship like a business and so that is really how I treated this meeting that I went into it was like a business meeting about my child (laughs) and so I had my points that I wanted to talk about and figure out and make sure that we're very at least similar in these areas and kind of on the same page in these areas and we had to go over the schedule for the upcoming year and very much a business meeting. It went great. He's doing a great job. He is a very good co-parent business partner. As long as I take the personal out of it. As long as I take the personal out of it and I don't think of all of the things that he's done to me and I only look at his actions right now in the present moment and in the co-parenting relationship, okay? And in that area, he is he's doing great. He really is. And I love that for my daughter. I love that she has a dad who is present and consistent and loves her and shows up for her and wants to be involved in her life as much as he can. So I mentioned on a previous episode, I had this little epiphany about the other woman who he is now living with and they have a house together and they're building a life together and this woman is very much a part of my child's life where I have forgiven my ex-husband for what he did to me for the sake of being able to co-parent with him. There is a little part of me that has been unwilling to offer the same level of forgiveness to the other woman. First, because originally I didn't think she was going to be a part of the picture for the first four-ish months after um, I left my ex-husband. He was begging me to take him back and promising me that he would never be with her again. And 
X, Y, and Z. All, you know, all the things that they do when they're in like begging mode and in like desperate mode to try to save life as they know it. So I thought, I don't, I don't know why I thought because based off him at that moment, you know, clearly he was not a man who could tell the truth. So anyway, yeah, eventually after four months, they got back together and they started dating and then he started bringing her around my daughter and then they moved in together and have started building a family and life together and that has been a lot for me to process and it it set me and my co-parent back a little bit in our co-parenting relationship while I work through all of that on my end and now I've gone to a place where I'm like, okay, why am I still holding on to this to this other woman because she she I mean yes she pretended to be my friend while she was sleeping with my husband and yes that was awful and yes that sucked I wouldn't wish it on anybody but now in this present moment it's different and she's honestly a part of the co-parenting business she is around my child 40% of the time also and she's very much involved in my child's life and she is trending in the direction of being um a bonus mom to my daughter. So there is going to come a day whenever my daughter wants all of us to be around each other because she has some sort of event with an extracurricular activity or school or something and she's going to want her mom there and her dad there and her bonus mom there and all that family and you know it's like it's coming. I know it's coming and I am like okay I gotta work through this. So why am I unwilling to offer her the level of forgiveness that I've offered my ex-husband. What what could she really do to me? There's nothing that this woman can really do to me anymore. She can't steal my husband. I don't want her life. I'm assuming she doesn't want my life anymore, you know? And so it's just like, we aren't the same people that we were in the past. And I don't really, I don't actually really know this woman. I'll, everything I know about her is a lie. You know, she was lying and pretending to be my friend and I don't know her really at all. All I know is a version of her who was most likely a very broken version and did things that were pretty terrible, but I can go back to past versions of myself where I did very similar things. And so I was like, okay, you know, it, that that day's coming where I'm going to have to be around this woman. And so I would rather be able to have a little bit of preparation for that those moments than just have them be like sprung on me and I don't even know maybe the preparation is just me mentally preparing myself for those moments because I don't know what's going to happen but all of this to say at the end of that meeting I said whenever you two are ready I feel like it would be wise of us to get comfortable being around each other and I don't know what it looks like I don't know if this means we like go to the park and have a play date with our daughter, all three of us there. I don't know if it means that her and I just meet up the two of us and we work our stuff out because I was telling him, I was like, I'm able to sit across from you and it doesn't bother me at all because you and I have worked out our stuff. We have really worked it out, you know? We have said the things we needed to say to each other, been able to move forward since we got that stuff out. And so I'm not really sure what it looks like with her and you, but whenever you guys are ready, I am extending the offer. I am ready to move forward here with this situation. She's very much gonna be part of Rome's life. I know this because I have the blueprint because I had the same stepmom growing up. He was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, I just wanted to be like respectful of you and how you feel about everything because I haven't seen her yet. I haven't been around her. They're trying to be respectful of me and my feelings about the situation. My feelings about the situation are I'm feeling 
less and less like it actually even matters anymore. I said that to my ex-husband. He said he would talk to her and then they would figure out what they want to do. And I don't even, she might not be ready for it. They're, you know, like we both did things to each other. And while like what she did to me was arguably way worse than what I did to her, she's got to work through her stuff too with me. And so maybe she's not ready for it and that's fine. The day will come eventually and it will all unfold the way that it's supposed to unfold. I just wanted to let them know that I am ready to start making these steps forward for our co-parenting relationship. So anyway, I leave that meeting and I go and I pick up my daughter from school. She had been with her dad for like the one overnight stay. So I hadn't seen her in like a day. And I pick her up from school and she has these things. It was a Friday. So she comes home with like all of her artwork and stuff like that. And there's this little card in there. And it's like, you're invited to a tea party. But when you open it up, there was like something missing. So they had made like a little invitation in it. And then they had to RSVP and send it into the... And then the kids had to bring it back to school so that the teacher knew who they invited to the tea party. So I'm buckling my daughter in and she's like telling me about the tea party. And I would known about the tea party because we get emails and they're like, your kids are going to be sending home invitations in the next few days and they're going to be able to invite one person to this tea party. And so I was like, oh, I wonder who Rome's going to invite. Is she going to invite me or her dad? That would be interesting to see who she invites. So I'm buckling her in and she's like, yeah, we're having a tea party next Friday. And I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. And she's like, yeah, I invited the other woman. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's that's going to be so much fun, you know? And I'm like buckling her in and then I go to walk around to get in the car. And I had to stop at the end of the car. And I like took a deep breath because I'm there was that stung something in me got triggered there for a second and it and it was a past version of me that got triggered and I like stopped at the end of the car and I took a deep breath and I was like that was a past version of me that just got triggered by that that a past version of me her feelings got hurt by her daughter asking this woman to attend the tea party instead of asking her mom to attend the tea party past me the version of me that was married to a man who was mistreating her and blaming the reason why he was mistreating her on this other woman also the version of me that was trying to prove that this woman and my husband were having an affair for nine months while they were both gaslighting me with her with her social media posts him with like actual like gaslighting in person that version of me she felt a little, a little, it, it stung a little. I don't know if it was jealousy. I don't know if it was anger, hurt, sadness, maybe all of them combined for like a second. That version of me, she got her feelings hurt. She got her feelings hurt. And then I took that breath outside before I got back in the car because I did not want to like project any of this onto my daughter. And you know what? I just, I just love present me so much because she showed up and she reminded that past version of herself that we don't live in the past anymore that man is not your husband anymore that woman is not sleeping with your husband anymore that woman is not your competition anymore and that is a whole other thing I need to get into on another episode about my father wound which is a very much like it's a competition wound that goes very deep and oh my gosh that was one of the biggest epiphanies that I've had in my life with my relationship history and 
I will definitely do an episode on that because maybe if your father cheated on your mother, you might have this same wound and you might be unaware of it like I was for 32 years. But essentially on a very surface level, what it is is my dad cheated on my mom and then my dad left my mom to be with the other woman and had a baby with the other woman and married the other woman and little inner child me felt like she lost there. She lost. Her dad didn't choose her. Her dad chose another woman. And when I left my ex-husband, I started doing shadow work and I uncovered this in my shadow work and it was like like I had been blind my whole life and then all of a sudden I just woke up and I was like, how have I missed this my entire life? That wound is a very deep wound for me that I was completely unaware of until I left my ex-husband. But I very much had this wound with this woman whenever she was having an affair with my ex-husband and I didn't know it, but I very much was like, I'm better than her. I'm smarter than her. I'm prettier than her. I'm I'm like just all around better than her, you know? And it's it's just so dumb now whenever I think about it because like it's also she's not my competition. She wasn't even my competition then. Like the only person you should be in competition with is the past versions of you and like trying to be better than the past versions of yourself and grow and learn and that's where your competition lies not with other people but you don't know until you know and so yes so that woman is not my competition any anymore that woman is not sleeping with my husband anymore that man is not my husband anymore and that past is not my reality anymore so yes all of that happened it happened in the past and yes it sucked I wouldn't wish it on anybody I wouldn't wish it on the woman my ex cheated on me with like I would not wish this on anybody but the silver lining of it is that I learned so much that I'm stronger that I'm wiser that I'm better I am happier I am living more in alignment with what I feel like is my purpose and so now here I am in these present circumstances and life played out the way that it played out and like I said before all you can do is accept reality the good and the bad just accept it and let's just focus on the bad for a moment okay the bad quote unquote the bad you know if we want to look at things this way and this would be like bad to pass me because I, like, I don't even look at any of this as bad anymore but past me if past me knew this you know that, that line in Miley Cyrus was like I never would have believed you if three years ago you told me I'd be here and she's saying it in a positive way in that song. But like, that is how I feel. Like, if you had told me three years ago that I would not care about any of this stuff, I would have been like, there's no freaking way. There's no freaking way. I'm, I'm don't, I don't care that my husband is now my ex-husband. I don't care that the woman he cheated on me with is now the woman that he lives with and he started to build a life with. I don't care that she's around my daughter 40% of the time. No freaking way. There is no reality where I don't care about those things. That is past me that is how past me would have thought three years ago Kristen you could not convince her that she would be in a place where she doesn't care about any of that stuff but that is literally where I'm at right now okay so take out all of the past and just focus on the present without putting good or bad details on it just lay it out for what it is okay so the father of my child is in a relationship with a woman he lives with her he's building a life with her 
that woman is around my child 40% of the time. That's the facts. We're taking out all the details and just what are the facts? Not putting good or bad on it. Just the facts, okay? So what is the best case scenario here of those facts? One, I hope that they're modeling a happy, healthy, loving relationship for my child. Two, I hope that this woman treats my child like it is her child. Three, I hope that my child loves this woman like she is a bonus mother and she loves being around her. And four, I hope that my child has a very healthy, loving relationship with her father. Those are the best case scenarios. Those scenarios can very much be my reality in this situation if I let them. If I don't let past me, who has a warped sense of this reality, come in and make them something different than what they are. My daughter inviting this woman as her plus one to this tea party for past me, that freaking sucks. That hurts. That's sad. That's terrible. How did my life come to this? Oh my gosh. But for present me, that's like the best case scenario. Wow, my daughter likes this woman so much that she thought I would invite this woman to this tea party instead of inviting my mom or dad. And maybe that was even a comfort for her to not have to pick between her mom and her dad going to the tea party and instead getting to invite someone who she looks at as a a friend, a bonus mom. I don't really know much about their relationship except for I do know my daughter only says nice things about her to me. She's never said that she's made her feel unsafe. She's never said that she's been mean to her. She always talks about how much fun they have and the things they do and they play. And I'm and it took me, what am I, a year, almost a year. It took me a year to get here with like, even just like hearing my daughter talk about her hanging out with the other woman and her dad and like not feeling wounded by that not at all anymore I'm like oh that's so exciting and and I think that in the beginning my daughter my daughter is so smart our kids are so smart you guys they pick up on everything even when you're trying to make sure that they don't and so in the beginning whenever my daughter I would kind of have to fish for her to tell me things that she was doing with um, her dad and the other woman you know and she was very hesitant to share a lot of details about their time together and she honestly would say a lot of times like oh I don't remember but let me tell you guys, my kid remembers everything. It's astonishing. She remembers more things than me. Like she is so, so smart and has such a great memory. So anytime she tells me I don't remember or I don't know, I know that that's, that's the emotional block for her and she doesn't want me to push her anymore on it. And so I, I back off and I give her the space there that she needs. But recently within the last like couple of months, she has been really talking to me more on her own like when I pick her up from her dad's I'm like how was your weekend and then she just goes off and she starts telling me all the fun things that she did with her dad and his girlfriend and their their family and everything and like I love it I mean past me doesn't love it but like present me loves it present me loves that that my daughter feels comfortable and safe to talk to me about what she's doing there with all of these people and that I'm not projecting past me onto my daughter so that she doesn't feel safe to do that with me I hope that this kind of makes sense and that you might be able to take these concepts and apply them to your life in different ways. So whether that's, you know, dealing with co-parenting conflict and, you know, when you feel yourself bringing in the past and the personal into it, try to remove that and just be in the present moment and take out the past and take out the personal and try to figure out What's the best case scenario here and how can present me move in a way that 
the best case scenario becomes the reality of this situation. And it's going to be different and it's and it, it is a process and it takes time and a lot of processing, okay? So I don't I don't know a year from now like who knows. I might be friends with my ex husband and the woman that he cheated on me with seems impossible right now for present me present me thinks like no that's not ever gonna happen we're just gonna be like co-parenting business partners and I don't want any kind of like actual friendship relationship with them but what I'm doing right now in my present moment seems absolutely impossible to even a year and a half ago version of me That is the point of life, I feel like. The point of life is to always just be trying to grow and learn from your choices and not let them define you and not let them control you and be open to being proven wrong. Yeah, basically like not letting the past define you and working on letting go of the past so that you can move forward with your life and you can allow yourself to heal and you can make progress and you cannot be weighed down by the baggage from your past so before i jump into the gratitude segment i i really outlined this episode to try to make it make as much sense as it possibly could and i'm not really sure if i succeeded at that i hope that i have but at the end of it i just wrote i just found a bunch of quotes i searched pinterest for a bunch of quotes about past you present you and future you and i think that that would be a good way to kind of end this this segment of the podcast because they're just pretty inspiring and so I'm going to go and read through them really quick. You can't change the past and you can't predict the future but you can ruin your present moment by worrying about both. That's a good one. Here's another one. You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading and reliving the last one. That hits especially in the beginning when you're dealing with something hard and you keep on reliving the past you know if you want to get to the next chapter of your life you need to stop rereading and reliving the past one this one I've loved since I was in college I found this one when I was in college and anytime I feel depressed or anxious I remind myself of this if you are depressed you're living in the past if you're anxious you're living in the future but if you are at peace then you are living in the present okay um to get over the past you have to first accept that the past is over No matter how many times you revisit it, analyze it, stress about it, or regret it, it's still over. It's still the past and it can't hurt you anymore unless you let it. Every moment you live in the past is a moment you waste in the present. No amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of anxiety can change the future. So live in the moment. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Your past does not have to dictate your present or your future. And then this is a motto that I live my life by, and it's do something every day that future you will be grateful for. Okay, so, oh man, Um, I really hope that this episode connected some dots for you or maybe just got you thinking a little bit about past you and about how past you might be showing up in the present and kind of slowing down your progress and stopping you from reaching the next chapter or phase or moment of happiness in your life. On that note, I'm going to go into our gratitude and what we're looking forward to segment. And so whenever we do this at the end, what I would just like to invite all of you who are listening to do is think of something that you are grateful for and something that you are looking forward to. Gratitude, we say this all the time, but gratitude is life-changing. It will heal 
parts of you and they say that you can't be sad if you're in living in gratitude. So even if it's just for a split moment, but thinking about something that you're grateful for can help pull you out of those dark places in life. So something that I'm grateful for and actually kind of can tie into this episode a little bit, but the other day I went and I met my friend Kels. She's staying up in Jacksonville right now and we went to look for shark's teeth. And we went in to look for shark's teeth in Jack's Beach. And I haven't done that in so long because normally when I look for shark's teeth, it's in area south of Jack's Beach now. It took me back to a past version of me, but like a good one, not like a traumatized one. And it really helped me like connect with those parts of past me that I really love. But there was just a phase like I was telling Kelsey, I was like, oh, I feel like past me right now because we were out there for so long. We were out there for like five hours because Kelsey is like, definitely addicted to finding shark's teeth and I used to be addicted to finding shark's teeth which if you're going to have an addiction it's a great one to have and I'm thinking about bringing it back because it was it's really it's just so much fun but anyway um we were looking for shark's teeth for a really long time and I was in Jack's Beach and brought me back to this time before I had my daughter that's what I would do all the time my life was just like almost every day going and looking for shark's teeth in that area and it was such a beautiful day and I was finding really pretty treasures and then I did a little thing where I like or I took a video of it and put it on my story which was like all my Instagram feed used to be when I was like 25 26 was the shark's teeth that I found (laughs) whenever I was at the beach um and so it was just like fun connecting with that past version of me and realizing like I love that I still love parts of like past me you know and that they're they, I can still really connect with them and they can those things can still really like fill my soul up and so I am thankful for um hunting for shark's teeth because it's just if you've never done it um 10 out of 10 recommend it's you know you got to get to the beach but once you're at the beach it's free and it's very interesting because finding shark's teeth feels like you're like hitting the lottery or something I don't really know how to explain it's such a dopamine hit like finding shark's teeth I am thankful for shark's teeth I also have two shark's teeth tattoos right now on my body um one on my one that I have that I'm gonna keep but the other one I got I had a ring finger tattoo with my ex and the day that I found out he cheated on me I went and got it covered up it was an arrow and then I went and I covered it up with um shark's tooth and then um recently I decided that I don't want to have a tattoo on my ring finger because it makes me feel like I'm I don't know in a relationship or that people think I'm in a relationship I just don't like it and so I'm I'm getting it removed so that's going to be what I'm looking forward to actually what I'm looking forward to is the day that I look at my left hand and there's just nothing on it there's no ring there's no ring finger tattoo it's just a beautiful single girl hand and um, I have my next removery appointment in um, a couple weeks to get that lasered off which yes it does hurt it's quick but it's a little painful (laughs) And I'm glad that my tattoo is very small. And also, please heed my warning and don't get a matching ring finger tattoo with anyone because you think you love them so much. Just don't do it, okay? (laughs) And on that note, I'm going to wrap this episode up and I hope that I was able to make this make sense and I hope that you can learn how to love past you and have compassion and kindness for past you and also I hope that you can learn how to check past you and not let past you come into your present and mess it up and not let past you mess up 
what you're working towards becoming in the future. Please, if you're listening and there's anything else that you, you, anything you're struggling with, any areas that you want to learn more about that you think I might know about or whatever, you just want to know my thoughts or opinions on things, please, please, please send me a DM over on Instagram, either the Let's Grow Through It Instagram or my personal, which is Beachy Kiefer, and um, help me help you. Thank you so much to everybody who has sent those um, ideas so far. Um, they're going to help me a lot. I have a couple more episodes based off of um, things that have been sent to me that I'm going to record those for the future coming weeks. But I just wanted to do this one really quick while this kind of weird concept was on my mind and I was making sense of it and thought this might help other people out there trying to heal from the past make sense of it in a different way. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I know there's many ways that you could spend your time and I'm so grateful and thankful that you are here and listening and learning and growing and choosing better for yourself. I will talk to you next week.